This edition of Matt Briscoe's Texas Podcast is brought to you by the law offices of Newman and Rodriguez, principal's office located in Houston. Their telephone number is 281-912-9994. Newman and Rodriguez Law Firm, Criminal, Family, Immigration, and Accidents. 281-912-9994, Houston, Texas. Opinions heard on Matt Briscoe, Texas do not necessarily reflect those who support or sponsor the website or my podcast. Matt Briscoe's Texas is published weekly and can be found on Spotify and other notable podcast hosting sites. The website, www.mattbriscoetexas.com, is solely operated by me, Matt Briscoe, and all content is produced by me for informative and entertainment purposes. Matt Briscoe is an award-winning, that's me, award-winning working journalist based in Texas. My website reaches on average 42,500 hits per month, and the podcast averages about 20,000 downloads per month. For questions or comments or to support Matt Briscoe Texas News, please email me, Matt Briscoe, T-X, that's M-A-T-T-B-R-I-S-C-O-E-T-X, at gmail.com. Now on to this week's podcast. Well, I tell you, it's been, been kind of a busy week. It really has. Uh, you know, a lot going on. Th- this morning is Tuesday morning, right? Yeah, it's Tuesday morning. We're recording the podcast, so it's Tuesday. And President Trump has just gotten the resignation letter from UN, I guess now former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley. Uh, he accepted that resignation this morning. That that's pretty interesting. But but now back here to Texas, uh, you know that there's some I, I don't know. There, there's something to be said. I guess now that we're beyond this Kavanaugh debacle that, that's been going on in Washington, I guess there's something. So you have to have something to talk about, right? There will be a lot of opinions floating around and a lot of theories floating around this morning about why Nikki Haley left the UN and why she's no longer the ambassador. And whoever gets that out there first will get a lot of website clicks. It's clickbait, right? Coming up with a theory is clickbait. But, you know, now you got to have something to talk about. This is the next thing to talk about. But not here in Texas. I have been listening this morning. For, for those of you who know me, know that I'm a fan of music. I love music. And I have been listening to Rodney Corral. I don't know if you maybe know who he is, but if you've been around Texas for a while, you know Rodney Corral. And not even Texas. I mean, around the world, Rodney Corral is <clears throat> this well-liked musician, well-known musician, artist, singer. I've been listening at this album, and one of this... One of the songs on this album is uh, The Rock of My Soul. Man, this album, The Houston Kid, is probably, one of, hands down, one of the greatest albums I've heard in a long time. And I say that a lot about a lot of music, but this is good stuff. I mean, The Houston Kid, I think there's a song on there, something about rain, I wish it would rain. Rodney Crowell, if you were listening, that is one of the best albums it really is. It's a great album. You know, another one I've been listening to is a Canadian of all things. I've been listening to this Canadian guy, William Prince. He has a song called Breathless. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify. Great song, man. 
great song. I just, I don't know what it is about it. I don't know what it is about it. It's just a, it's one of those songs that makes you, I don't know. It just makes you kind of go, you know, I can't sing. I'm not a singer, but, but it makes you, it just kind of makes you, I don't know. It makes you stop and think, right? So, but there has been a lot going on here in Texas. And, you know, we talked a little bit last week about the debate. And obviously I'm not a huge Dan Patrick fan, but I'm going to give any dog his credit. Okay, Dan Patrick will likely win his seat against Mike Collier. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't, I don't have a crystal ball. But getting into some of this, we did a very informal, a very Texas. We, we debated between going to Whataburger and going to Dairy Queens. <clears throat> I opted for going to Dairy Queens, visiting as many Dairy Queens throughout the state of Texas as I possibly could. Part of that theory, part of that philosophy, if you will, about going through through these Dairy Queens was just drive around little towns like Refugio and Snyder and uh, you know Childress I think and just all these different little towns that had Dairy Queens in them and, and every time you see a Dairy Queen stop because there's something alluring about a Texas Dairy Queen now I know Dairy Queens are all over the country and I know Dairy Queens are you know pretty popular I'll tell you how I got to to this how I got to Dairy Queen. Years ago, I was reading a book by Larry McMurtry, probably, you know, he's often referred to as a <clears throat> minor novelist. I don't think so. I think he's one of the greatest of all times. Maybe I'm a little bit part impartial here or a little bit partial here. But Larry McMurtry, to me, is one of the greatest writers in the history of the world. We all know Lonesome Dove. We all, a lot of people know Dead Men Walking, Streets of Laredo, all that good stuff. But he also had some really great books. And one of those is Walter Benjamin at the Dairy Queen. So years ago, I was reading this Walter Benjamin at the Dairy Queen. And my grandmother owned a Dairy Queen. She, she worked at Dairy Queen uh, for, for many years. And... You know, this this whole idea about Walter Benjamin at the Dairy Queen stuck in my mind. So we went back and I said, you know what? I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to start driving. And you know what? All these polls and everything else that, that talk about Beto O'Rourke and, and Ted Cruz and all this and that and the other. I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to ride around. And I'm going to stop at every Dairy Queen that I come across. And we're just going to talk to people. Because what better place to sit and talk to people other than a Dairy Queen? I mean, you're, you want some real opinions? Go to a Dairy Queen on a Monday morning. Go to a Dairy Queen on a Wednesday morning. Go to a Dairy Queen on a Friday night after football. You're going to get some opinions. And that's what we did. We, we went around, I went around, rode around talking to people at Dairy Queens. Now, I know many of you are thinking, oh my gosh, that sounds like a very Beto O'Rourke thing. Take it for what you will. It's a very Texas thing. If you're a Texas journalist, that's what you do. 
you get in the car and you start driving and you pinpoint, you just drive. You drive up 181. You drive out Highway 97. You drive out Interstate 20. You drive out Highway 87. And you just stop at every freaking Dairy Queen along the way and you ask people what they think. That's a Texas journalist move right there. Well, what's more Texan than talking state politics at a Dairy Queen? There's some pretty hot topics brewing in this state. And and with this midterm election looming and and all these out-of-state scientific polls that are out there showing victories for them and victories for that, and it's a close race and it's a toss-up, what a better way to get an idea than just stop at the Dairy Queen. So that's what I did. My first stop was in Referio. That was an area that was just absolutely devastated by Hurricane Harvey last year. And Referio, we met Ray Gomez and we met um, another gentleman there. I believe his name was uh, Alfred Miles. We met, met some folks there. Mr. Gomez told the story about having to live in the parking lot of the Catholic Church immediately after Harvey and he just felt like he was abandoned and he described it as pure hell and he felt like the response the aid that was supposed to come to them that their federal tax dollars and their state property taxes and all this money goes towards was not coming they were left stranded waiting in a catholic church parking lot living out of this thing with mosquitoes the size of chickens and and all this stuff and <clears throat> it was absolutely pure hell for these people as they described it while everybody else was getting all this assistance and all this attention because that's where the voter base lives and not saying that they didn't deserve the attention and they didn't need the help but these folks in Refirio were just they were left stranded living in the parking lot of a tra- of a Catholic church. Um, Mr. Gomez, Ray Gomez, who identified obviously as a Democrat, and you weren't going to change his mind about it, he felt like they waited and waited and waited, and help never came from the state or the federal government. Eventually it did, And I don't know if there's a response plan for a major catastrophe like we saw with Harvey, but Mr. Gomez felt like the state did him wrong. And he felt like the feds did him wrong. And he felt like Ted Cruz and Dan Patrick and and Greg Abbott were just down there, Port Aransas, preaching to the choir while they're over here suffering in Refugio. Now, eventually, like I said, the help came. Alfred Miles. Alfred Miles, we talked to. He's from Refugio as well. Lifelong Republican. Nothing's going to change his mind. He's voting for Ted Cruz, Dan Patrick, and Greg Abbott. He's going to likely go in there, as he said, and vote a straight ticket. Now, Mr. Miles seconds what... Mr. Gomez had to say. It was hell for sure, he says. But how can we blame Ted Cruz for that? Likely he has a point. How can we blame Ted Cruz? 
But then the talk moves into more state. Although th- this election, the Senate race, has a, a tendency to lead the talk of Texas. But the talk moves to education. Both men agree that something has to be done and the state legislature is firmly to blame for that. The sentiment, no matter where you go in Texas, whether you go to Referio, whether you go to Snyder, whether you go to New Braunfels, whether you go to Abilene, wherever the case may be, the legislature is to blame for two things. Property taxes and education. Up the road from 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 Referio, we stopped in Quero, we stopped in Floorsville, we stopped in Beeville. Everyone was talking about, number one, they were talking about Ted Cruz and Beto O'Rourke. Number two, they were talking about education and property taxes. I spoke with Jimmy Dawson. He's a resident of a little town called Poth on US 181, just south of Floorsville, probably what? 40 miles outside of San Antonio. He said, they always want to raise our taxes for the children, but we see very little return on the investment. Now, he went a little extreme and said that he feels our kids are still stupid. I don't think our kids are stupid, but, but we are failing in this state for sure. We are failing when it comes to education and the school finance fix. He says that our taxes go up and our kids suffer. Now, Dawson is one of the many who said he's tired of hearing hearing promises from Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick when it comes to solutions. He says whoever is lined up across from him will certainly get my vote. Mr. Dawson is a lifelong Republican. He said, we went to Stockdale, Texas, and we went to Floresville, and then we went to Stockdale. I went to to Stockdale. And and I I spoke with a man there, Arvin Wachesky, and he said that he didn't vote for Dan Patrick to bring his church to Austin. I voted for a man who would lower my property taxes, fix our schools, and do some really great things for Texas not give us any more quote, and I'm going to quote him exactly, quote, bullshit, 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 and more bullshit. He does say he's still voting for Ted Cruz, but for Lieutenant Governor, Mike Collier is getting his vote. He feels, and and a lot of people do, that we talked to that, that knew of Mike Collier, felt that Mike Collier is more conservative than he lets on to be because he has to be a Democrat to run here in Texas. The Democrats needed to recruit somebody to be on the ballot for lieutenant governor, and he was their man. What we have learned is Though Dan Patrick will likely win the election between him and Mike Collier, we have learned that Lupe Valdez squeaked by. 
she slid into that spot. I just don't think people were ready for Andrew White. It was a tough race. It was a close race, no doubt. The runoff was close. The the primary was even closer. But what we saw hearing from people and the microphone drops. Hang on one second. There we go. What we saw from people, I hope you can hear me. What we saw was that people were not that on fire for Andrew White. Why? Because as important as education is, they still remember his dad, no, no pass, no play. I think Andrew White had a hard time in the primaries overcoming no pass, no play. I think he had a hard time separating, saying, look, I am not my dad. I am Andrew White. My dad was Governor Mark White. Lupe Valdez squeaks in there, and Lupe hopes to win on extreme leftist views. She's, I don't know, she's Wendy Davis reincarnated politically. I mean, she is. She's Wendy Davis reincarnated politically, and nobody's really quite sure what to make of it. Okay? Now... Back to Patrick and Collier. Collier's big problem is is only a few people know who Mike Collier is. Mike Collier does not have the same name recognition as Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick built a brand in Houston. He built that brand up that said... I'm going to lower property taxes. I'm going to fix our schools. I'm going to do all this, that, and the other. <clears throat> Once he, as a senator, he focused on it. He led these bus trips, if you remember, to the Capitol. He was stonewalled, as they like to say, by the Democrats in Texas at the Capitol. Didn't get anything done. He runs on the platform of lower taxes get property tax under control, and fix our schools. Well, here we are, same old bullshit, as Mr. Wojcicki put it. We're not seeing any results from Dan Patrick. He brought social issues to the forefront when he ran on a platform of something totally different. Dan Patrick lied to the Texas people about what he was going to Austin to do. That is a fact. Okay? That is an absolute fact. I'm sure his campaign and him will refute that, but that's exactly what he did. He he lied. Now, let's take a step back and let's look at it. Throughout this Dairy Queen poll that we that I pulled over the past several weeks, we talked to 2,893 people throughout the state. And here's what we found. You can find the, the data on our website, www.mattbriscoetexas.com. And here's what we found. 2,893 people we talked to, Cruz, 
beats Aurorik. 1,851 to 1,042 for, uh, for Aurorik. So, Cruz is your man. That's I, I think it came out, if I remember right, 36% for Beto. For Beto. Now, I don't know. I, I, I don't have that in front of me, but I think it was, was 36%. For Governor Abbott, for the governor's race, right? And granted, Abbott's done fairly decent as a governor. He has. He, he's done relatively good as a governor. Check this out. Again, I'm going to go back to that number. 2,893 people we talked to, surveyed, polled, whatever you want to call it. Talked to. 1,897 went for Abbott. 376 went for Valdez, and 620 don't even know. If Valdez was even able to change the mind of those 620 that were in the undecided category, she's still way, way, way below what she needs to beat Greg Abbott. And I don't think the debate that they did is going to help Lupe any. I don't. I, I, I would imagine she'll win Dallas pretty handily. But I don't know. I mean, she may, she may not. <clears throat> she may win Austin pretty handily. But the fact remains, Lupe Valdez is way behind. And she's not resonating well with the true Texas voters. Now, Lieutenant Governor's race, Collier and Patrick. 2,893 people spoken with, which is just a small fraction of the people that vote, but not much bigger. <laughs> not, it's not much smaller than that in Texas. But 2,893 people that we surveyed in this great Dairy Queen poll 1,464 voted for Dan Patrick. 1,147 will vote for Mike Collier. 282 are undecided. I don't think the race is truly going to be that close. If Collier can pick up those 282 votes... The race becomes even closer. I don't think Collier does it. I don't think Collier picks up those 282 votes for that percentile that is in the undecided range. I don't think Collier wins. I think, hands down, Patrick is your winner. I think he wins in a true Texas fashion. Though he's not what those out in rural places like Snyder, Marfa, Terlingua, he, he, he doesn't resonate well with those people. They look at these photos and they think, oh, look at this guy. He goes and puts on a Carhartt jacket once every couple of years and he's, he's a Texan. They're, they're, they're not thinking that. They're thinking, who is this clown? I mean, he comes from Maryland. He puts straps on a pair of boots and... I'm a Texan. Daniel Patrick, go whatever. Okay, 
those people that live out in rural Texas look at him and think, God Almighty, is this all we got? I think they still vote for him, but they vote for him hesitantly. Because everybody that we talked to talked about Daniel Patrick, whatever his name is, and going out there and putting the this fake face forward and you know getting up there at the lectern, welcome to your Texas Senate. You know, as he does when he calls the roll and all this and that. Like it or not, those people out there could relate more to Bob Bullock than they could Dan Patrick. They're not seeing a Bob Bullock. They're not. Bob Bullock would get up there and say, All right, you sons of bitches. They're not getting that from, from Dan Patrick. They're getting, Welcome to your Texas Senate. Thank you for joining us, all the folks in the gallery. I'm Dan Patrick, your lieutenant governor. Thank you for joining us. That's what they're getting. And at the end of the day, they're, they're sticking around like, Who is this guy? And they're going to go in there and they're going to hit that chat or they're going to hit that button. It's just going to be like, I've got to vote for him. Because those people are hardcore Republicans. Now, had Mike Collier had the same track record? And I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. I mean, these things can change. But had Mike Collier had the name recognition... Had Mike Collier had the track record of being a senator, had he had the bully pulpit of the media, the Houston media, in his pocket, he might beat Dan Patrick. But he doesn't. Walks away. Dan Patrick, I think, walks away the clear winner in a month. Now, another question I asked, did the 85th ledge do enough to fix property taxes? 2,893 people surveyed. 2,256 people said no. They did not do enough to fix my property taxes. Appointing a select committee and Senator Buckingham getting her bill through that says you have the option to go last when you appeal, that's not enough. Most Texans feel like there is... I don't know, I say that, most Texans, most people that we surveyed, these 2,893 people that I surveyed, have no clue what the hell this select committee is doing. They don't care, they're not getting a feeling for it, they're not getting a motivation for it. They're just not feeling it. But, out of 2,000... 893 people surveyed, 2,256 said no, the ledge did not do enough to fix my property taxes. 518 said yeah, I think they did. <laughs> I know a lot of people out there who might would disagree with that. 119 people, they say they just didn't own property and they, they didn't know one way or another. Now, is Dan Patrick out of touch with rural Texans? 
1,652 said, hell yeah, he's out of touch with most with a majority of Texans. Outside of the Houston statistical area, the Houston metro area, is Dan Patrick out of touch with rural Texans? 1,652 said yes. 745 said no, he's not. And 496 said, eh, I don't know enough about it. You know, it's Dan Patrick. He's a Republican. Okay? Now... Going back to this, the, the the bigger question: Are you happy with th- this? Was a story. That, this is a, a, a two two questions that I found very interesting. Are you happy with the Texas legislature, and do you feel the ledge represents you and in your interest? That's two separate questions. Are you happy with the legislature? Seventeen hundred and fifty four, one thousand seven hundred fifty four said no. Yes, they are happy with the ledge. 1,083 said they are not happy with the legislature. 56 threw their hands up and said, I, I don't know. I don't feel like I have a dog in the hunt. It's interesting. But do you feel the legislature represents you in your interest? 1,535 said, yeah, I do. 903 said, hell no. 455 said, I don't know. That's one of those trick questions that I think you put in a poll. And I'm by far not a pollster. But that's one of those things that you put into a poll and you say, this is a trick question. You say to yourself, this is a trick question. So I think you take the average of 1754 and 1535 and you figure out what the real yes or no is because that's really a trick question. But anyway, as it goes... The Great Dairy Queen Poll. The Great Dairy Queen Poll of Texas. Cruz beats O'Rourke. Abbott beats Valdez. Patrick beats Collier. 85th Ledge did not do enough to fix the property taxes. 1,600 of you say, yes, Dan Patrick is out of touch with Texas and rural Texans. 1,750 say, I'm happy with the ledge. I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. It's an interesting concept. It, it was an interesting poll, to say the least. It was a very interesting poll. That whole article and those poll numbers are up on the website, www.mattbriscotexas.com. You can check it out. That's been a very interesting read. I think over the past 24 hours, there's been something like 16,000 hits on that article alone. So that, that's pretty crazy. Now, another topic that came up early this month, and it's second Tuesday in October, are nurdles. Have you ever heard of nurdles? While we were, while I was making this trip around Texas, eating all these blizzards at Dairy Queens, I admitted I sucked out of a plastic straw. I used a plastic spoon. Okay, maybe I didn't use a straw because I don't use straws that much anyway. But nurdles, these lentil-sized beads, are now washing up by the millions near Corpus Christi, and they're a raw material used to make plastic products. Now, researchers say that they could cause damage to wildlife like fish and birds, you know, whatever. Um, These tiny nurdles end up in the environment during the manufacturing process, transport, and use of plastic products near oceans and waterways. 
Well, recently they started washing up. I talked to researchers uh, with uh, the Mission Aransas National uh, Estuarine Research Reserve. It's probably not how you pronounce it, but at the University of Texas, Austin, Jace Tunnel. He says that the area of Texas Beach that he noticed the most recent washup has been about three miles south of Bob Hall Pier in Corpus Christi to the South Jetty in Port Aransas. That's a total of about 23 miles. Now, I believe in the coming days, researchers will be searching more areas to determine the extent of this current invasion of these little plastic microplastics called nurdles. Now, that name may sound cute and cuddly and everything else, but they're really not. Now, Jace Tunnel told me himself that this was the first time he had ever seen these nurdles wash up this bad. Okay? Experts warn that nurdles can soak up chemical pollutants from their surroundings and then release toxins in the animals that eat them. You might say, Matt, what's the chances of a wildlife eating this nurdle, this little plastic compound? When x-ray recently revealed some foreign body inside a rescued hawksbill sea turtle, we don't know whether that was a nurdle or not. But looking at the x-ray, and I have the x-ray here in front of me, looking at that x-ray, you can definitely see it. And it's the same size and shape of a nurdle. One of these little microplastics. <clears throat> now, they x-rayed this little hawksbill a couple of weeks later and didn't find this. So obviously whatever it was must have passed out of its system and it moved on and drained out of the tank or whatever. So we have no way of confirming or not confirming, but evidence would lead us to believe that this turtle did eat a nurdle. Not say that 20 times fast. Turtle ate a nurdle. <laughs> All right. So anyway, research could believe us could lead us to believe that they did that this that they do eat these things. Now, where do they come from? It's hard to know exactly. Nobody really knows where these things originated from, but they're a problem all over the world. I mean, they're having a problem with them in the UK, through Swansea, and you know, all over in there, Scotland. They're having a huge problem with these nurdles. Here along the Texas coast, there are at least 100 facilities that manufacture or otherwise handle these little small microplastic pollutants. One of those locations is near, uh, <clears throat> near Point Comfort, Texas, and, and there are large plastics manufacturer for Mosa USA. There are big plants located in Point Comfort. I spoke with Brian McGovern, a spokesman for the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality last week. He confirmed that back on August 23, 2018, the agency received a report of a release of an unknown amount of accumulated white plastic pellets at the Texas Department of Transportation Way Station right away along the northbound lane of Highway 35 at the intersection of FM 1593 and Point Comfort. That's in Calhoun County. Now, thoughts. That's not too far away from the Famosa plant. McGovern did say that this particular release was referred back to TxDOT, who will oversee the cleanup of the material as it was located on their right-of-way. That much we know. McGovern said that TCEQ is conducting an investigation into that incident. I spoke with Steve Rice, a spokesman for F Famosa USA, 
and he said that he was unsure of any ongoing investigation and reported releases in the past come from uh, reported uh, that, that releases in the past came from the company's Point Comfort plant, but nothing pointing to this would, would indicate that. Now, he says, I, th th this word gets a little crazy. He said, I know nothing of this incident nor any release, though he did admit to knowing of an ongoing unrelated lawsuit involving the company. Now, McGovern, McGovern the guy for TECQ, confirmed that TECQ responded to reports of a washup on September 28th, this particular spill that we're talking about here. The TCEQ referred that to the Nueces County Coastal Parks for cleanup. Now, I spoke with a uh, natural resource specialist over there, Callan Price, the other day, and she said that, yes, you know, she believed it was handed over to them for cleanup. Therefore, county tax dollars, back to your property taxes, are going to be spent to clean this stuff up. And what's even more concerning is there wasn't a plan in place to clean up these microplastics. Now, th there's... A question here what do we do about this now Famosa said that they've had a problem in the past with these nurdles these these little microplastics popping up um, <clears throat> out of rail cars where the hatches weren't properly closed and they were blowing into the waterways apparently that's a problem they said they produced some videos and whatnot um, yeah didn't help much did it so anyway I, I i don't know what the answer is i don't know what the solution is but there's a real in-depth article on the website mattbriscotexas.com that really gets into the nurdle question it really gets into the nurdle question if, if you want to take a look at that www.mattbriscotexas.com so that being said, man, we are already at 38 minutes into this podcast. The, the Dairy Queen debate, the great Dairy Queen debate of 2018, took up more time than I thought it was. I was actually going to devote some more time to the Nurdles, but we are out of time here this week. Man, it's been great joining you, and I really appreciate you listening to us. Thanks for having me on your radio, on your phone, on your podcast, wherever you're listening to us. This edition of Matt Briscoe, Texas is brought to you by the law offices of Newman and Rodriguez Law Firm, principal office located in Houston, Texas. They focus on criminal, family, immigration, and accidents. You can reach them at 281-912-9994. And as always, opinions are mine and mine alone, not those necessarily of the advertisers or sponsors of Matt Briscoe, Texas. Hey, have a great week. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, if you're thinking about those folks up in the hill country, man, keep them in your thoughts and your prayers. They're having a hard time with some flooding up there. And um, as always, today, Tuesday, as we speak to you, it's the last day to register to vote. If you're listening to us, get out and register to vote. has to be postmarked by today. You have to be in the mail today. Go out and register to vote. Make your voice heard. I'm Matt Briscoe. This is my version of Texas, Matt Briscoe's Texas. Have a great day, everybody.